Welcome to Brand Lover, honest, real, and lively conversations for flourishing entrepreneurs and budding business owners on a mission to cultivate a heartfelt brand that connects with their purpose-driven mission. My hope is that you walk away feeling inspired and refreshed with a weekly takeaway in your back pocket that you can apply to your life or business. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited about this week's guest because she's a very good friend of mine and I consider that an absolute privilege. Um, We met at a mastermind about, oh my gosh, I guess almost two years ago. Um, And for me, it was love at first sight. (laughs) I don't know if that was reciprocated or not. Um, I don't really care, but um, she's just the most warm, kind-hearted, generous, down-to-earth soul that, yeah, I really do um, consider it a privilege to call her my friend and have her part of my life. Come on down, Emily Beaton. (laughs) She is a goals coach and a whole bunch of other amazing things, but I'm going to um, let her tell you about that. Um, So, Em, welcome. Thank you. And I've got to say, the feeling is totally mutual. Oh. I feel so lucky to have you in my life. You keep me nice and grounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, we're so lucky. Oh, thank you. We started oh. living not in the same town and then yeah. now we get to live near each other and see each other all the yeah. time. So it's awesome. It's totally like manifested you coming to live with me in Adelaide. Um, something that... <laughs> something that you know when we met we actually met in Sydney at our retreat and I actually thought oh my gosh it'd be so cool to have someone like Emily come um and you know be in my everyday life and um yeah I'm grateful I'm grateful for that I'm grateful for you and um anyway public displays of a affection out of the way (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a big love fest um so Emily this is about you today so um Tell us the Reader's Digest version of the Emily Beaton biography. Well, as you said, I'm a goals coach, um, so I help women reach their goals. And my mission is to help people be their happiest, healthiest and most content because I think that's the way we want to live. And I try and do that through the most fun and easy way possible. Um, So I use goals as the catalyst for to help people feel their best because that's what's really worked for me. I've been setting goals since I was 11 years old. I was a former professional netballer, which is where it all stemmed from. And I used to tell everyone that I was going to be a pro netballer when I was young. And my mum really got me uh, setting goals when I was a little kid. Um, And it's something that I've carried through on and off throughout my life. But whenever I set goals, I'm more happy, um, more content and get more done. So that's why I wanted to share that with other people. Yeah. I've also got another side to my business, which is Clever Hand, which I started in 2014. And that is an artwork side. It's got nothing to do with goals. I, it's kind of crazy how I started. I was playing professional netball at the time, wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my career. And everyone always said, do what you love, do what you would do if you wouldn't even get paid for it. And I liked writing words and I thought, well, that is silly advice like who's going to pay me to do that anyhow I started an Instagram page and then people started asking if they could buy things and next thing you know I quit my part-time job and was oh, amazing. Painting words for a living and yeah a bit of a pinch me thing that I've been able to do that um yeah. so that's kind of my life in a nutshell I guess okay <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start okay um all right so oh my gosh okay so let's start let's start from childhood okay so you I know this about you and you did mention it but you used to go around telling people that you were going to be a professional netballer you were just 
absolute dead set determined. I want to know what made you believe that you that that was possible for you because like that's a massive lofty goal for someone so young and you know like just from my own experience in childhood and 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 I mean I guess I'm conscious of it now having my own children and you know like allowing them to have that self belief is something that I'm incredibly um conscious of and particularly after meeting you and seeing like your journey I'm like yes you can you can totally do that um but you know being surrounded in a world where like people constantly sort of like you know well the chances of that happening are very slim you know like I guess it's that whole um setting realistic expectations as well you know like you you know are you just setting we you know like with people in your life sort of saying you're setting yourself up to fail just by having this massive dream like so what was the thing like what actually did you just was it just you like was that how you programmed or you know yeah how did that I think my parents had a lot to do with it. They were very supportive, but they also never inflated me thinking I was better than I am. If anything, they would always bring me back down because I'll grow up in the country. You're not supposed to think you're better than anyone or anything like that. But the thing that I guess sticks out the most to me is I had no reason not to believe that I was good enough or that I could do it. Yeah. Um, and so I was I was a really good junior. I worked really, really hard and I had always had people supporting me, helping me be better and were telling me, like, if I told someone that, not one person ever said to me, you can't do that. So I had coaches, I had family, I had friends. Everyone's like, yep, I can see you're going to be a professional netballer. So that really helped me. Well. Yeah. yeah. And certainly on reflection now, I'm like, I literally never had anyone say that I couldn't do it it was everyone agreed with me, which is kind of crazy. So I'm very lucky um, in that sense. But also, again, on reflection, as as an 11-year-old, I didn't know this at the time. It was like I started working things out, but I really broke my goals down. So obviously I wanted to play for the Adelaide Thunderbirds when I was older, but I couldn't do that as an 11-year-old. So what was the next best thing? I wanted to to make the Satsarza team and I made that. Then I wanted to make the state team, then I made that. Then I like, so I always had mini goals that I wanted to do and achieve and then I'd focus on those. I wanted to be the best player in my team, wanted to be the fittest person, I wanted to be the most skillful. So I'd focus on that with that knowledge and I guess trust that if I do all those things, then I would that would lead me to getting to my big dream. Um, yeah. And I, I kind of do the same thing now, which is great. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that wasn't a conscious thing for you. No one taught you to do that. That was just a natural sort of breaking down the baby steps type scenario yeah I think that was natural in terms of setting goals itself my mum definitely got me into that I remember her telling me she said Emily if you write down your goals it'll happen and I was like this naive kid and like anything my mum said was true my mum you know has never told a porcupine I'm like right mum says it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so I just went in with full belief and so I'd write down really lofty things like into my teenage years I was um like people don't know sport but I was like a bottom age player in under 17s um, but I actually wanted to play in the state under 19s team and so I ended up making that as a 16 year old so I still had two more years in under 17s and then and I wrote that down thinking wow let's have a crack mum mum says it'll work and then I made that team I was like wow and then beyond that I was like well I want to make the under 19 um Australian team oh so I was like Oh, well, again, mum says drip, the other one weren't, we're going to do it. And then I made the under-19 Australian um, squad that they pick at nationals as a 16-year-old. And, and that's like 
yeah, unheard of. But I was like, wow, I'm like, this stuff really works. So again, I was getting like affirmation. Yeah. The whole time I was trying things, it kept working. So I yeah. never had a reason not to believe that things would yes. work that way. And I, I think that like, faith like, and trust is a really big part of it. Such a beautiful gift, I guess, to have so young, you know, like, mm. yeah. So, so is it true that you used to write your goals and put them inside your shoe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was this okay so this was when I was I think I was 11 or 12 and so as I said I was like this naive country kid I was really sheltered um and I made the Sapsaza team and from that there was a team that I wanted to make which was like a talent identification basically kind of like a state team but then I would get really homesick when I'd leave home to go save other people and in that um, case you'd get billeted out to um, other homes and I decided like so I had this dream I was telling everyone I was going to be this pro netball player and then I didn't even want to go get on the bus (laughs) and um, mum pulled me aside and said if you write down that you make this team and you put it on a piece of paper and you put it in your shoe every single morning that you're going to play at the carnival you'll be in that team at the end of the week and I was like what mum says it's true it's gonna happen and I so every day um, of that carnival I did that played with this you know manky <laughs> note in my sock and um yeah and I made it and was just like that for me was like winning the lottery like that was yeah. such a big deal for me and again another affirmation that this stuff works yeah and what mum was really smart with I didn't realize at the time but she was bringing my focus to what I can control and what I can do not of what my massive fear was so yeah. it took me away from everything I was scared of and focused on what I really really wanted and that got me on the bus that got me over my fears and was never homesick again after that oh. and you know she's pretty smart cookie my mum so she knew what she was doing but I love your mum I've never met her but I love her (laughs) (laughs) um okay so can I ask you a question about this whole note paper in the sock thing okay Mm -hmm. because I because I knew that story obviously and that's why I asked you so my daughter is a netballer Mm -hmm. and she (laughs) she had a goal for one of her games recently (laughs) she wrote it she wrote the it on the piece of paper and put it in a shoe and she took her shoe off and it was like <laughs> it was just crumbled into tiny little pieces oh. and I don't even remember if she got the goal or not but um, she's like mum is this really what Emily Beaton used to do like does this really work okay so my- like yeah. did she do it wrong did you laminate yours <laughs> no no it was just a, I was literally a torn piece of paper but I I put it in my sock not my shoe and probably like more the ankle part so not on the bottom like it was just like, tucked in there okay. and I'll then I didn't think too much of it after that wasn't rereading it that much at the end of the game it wasn't yeah. thinking, but I just knew it was there and it was yeah it helped okay I appreciate that tip I'm gonna <laughs> we can clarify that too early. Yeah, didn't, it great. we didn't quite get to specifics yeah yeah and then and then she kind of yeah anyway okay so that's good to know I'm sure that's really helpful for people listening as well um okay so my next question and I think I already know the answer to this one was who's your greatest influence going through this particular journey yeah well obviously mum she yeah she's the one that taught me all about goals and she's someone who you know, I've obviously known my mum my whole life. Um, but but <laughs> she, she started off, um, she's always been quite smart and business-minded and things like that, but she was um, a stay-at-home mum. She actually thought she was not that smart. Um, and she has always pushed back on the way that she's thought about herself to go further um, 
than than she thought possible and so yeah. she had a really successful corporate career like she came out of being at home for years and years had a really successful corporate career actually when we were living in the country she'd commute to Melbourne she'd live in Melbourne during the week and commute back to the family amazing. on the weekend because yeah she was just doing amazing things she went back and studied law a few years ago and wow. she just does just has a go at things and I think that's where I get a lot of it from and dad's yeah. been a huge influence on me as well yeah. um, with mum working away dad ferried me everywhere the amount of kilometers he drove and again just someone who has always been so excited for me in everything that I've done and dad's a bit quieter but he just he loves sport and was always I could just always feel his pride but never pressure which is yes. beautiful and to have those two you know in my corner I am I'm pretty damn lucky and even now like I'm so close with mum and dad it's yeah oh what a beautiful combo it's like (laughs) warm fuzzies um (laughs) but like you know like you know like having this kind of I guess support um like where what made your mum go from being like having the mindset of a stay-at-home mum and that's her role to being like I can do so much more and I'm going to be so much more like what was her personal development journey you know like you don't just just like flicking on a switch you've got to like do some work for that stuff did she do anything like that she um I you know I think a lot of that's inherent in her she was actually born with a disability so her feet were she was she was in a wheelchair when she was a kid and so she had yeah I know and I forget about yeah, obviously I didn't know as a kid, but yeah. I forget that she um, had that. But I actually think that really that adversity built her determination and her, like my nan, her mum was an incredible woman who was super driven as well. Um, and mum got to spend lots of time with her because they'd have to drive up to Adelaide and there was five kids, but mum got the most one-on-one time with nan. So I think she got a big influence on that. And I think mum and dad have always been a real partnership. Um, and so dad's had a really great career with what he's done but mum's always seen that as he's good because of her as well yeah so they really help each other out so even if dad would have the external success he knows and she knows that he wouldn't achieve that without her yeah and and, you know again who you surround yourself with mum surrounded by dad the whole time who is a great supporter and would say you can do anything and when you hear that enough you start believing it and then act that way as well but she does have that internal drive yeah never sit still and she's yeah a bit more of that as well. amazing yeah yeah I get that um okay so all right so you had this incredible professional netball career mm-hmm. which you know for a lot of people would be enough like you know you did 10 10 years was it with the Adelaide Thunderbirds and yeah. that's you know like to me that's mind-blowing because you know that I'm I'm not sporty. <laughs> and so you're a runner now. I, I'm totally a runner now. Um, I'm not a runner, but I run. Um, and that's, you know, that's enough for me for now. But you know, like, I oh, just so what made you realize like when was it you made the decision to retire? Like you were only like what, 20 something? Yeah, I was 29 when I decided 29. to retire. And you know, so you were you were like peaking. What made you decide that that was enough and, you know, I guess to focus on something new? Like were you doing clever hand while you were playing? So you had already transitioned from working part-time and playing with the Thunderbirds and then 
so what was the like what made you was it Mm. tell me about that yeah so I'm someone who's a very feelings based person so I make decisions based on how I feel whether right or wrong I think some people more analytical I'm very feelings based so if something feels right I'll keep doing it if it doesn't I won't and I always yeah, try and keep in integrity with myself. So in those like final year of netball, I found myself wanting to do other things more than I wanted to play netball. I'd go to training and yeah, it was fine, but there was just so much else that I wanted to do. I wanted to spend more time with my partner at the time. I wanted to yeah. do more with my business and netball had always come before everything else. And when I felt that shift, I was like, oh, okay. So that's when you just change out to do that. And I didn't kind of overcomplicate it. And that felt right. So I did it. And my transition out of sport was really simple. Um, And I'm really lucky for that. I know a lot of people struggle with that. And Mm -hmm. it's still how I make decisions now. And it can be hard to explain it to other people. But I just knew that it was the right thing for me. Yeah. I did it and then things unfold. Yeah. 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 It's funny, isn't it? It's like as soon as you start start to sort of feel that, like that pulling, you know, like it's mm, always yeah. like starts as like a little, like a little tingle. And then it's like, it's, it's almost just like a magnet, like it's like a pull. Mm-hmm. And then you just like, for me, cause I, you know, that I'm very intuition based mm. as well, that like, it's just like, you just can't ignore it. And then, you know, if this is the thing that I've learned is that if you ignore it, then you're going to pay for it later. So Absolutely. you're better off just going okay this is the way we're going and just Mm. I totally get that um and I yeah I I can't make an analytical decision to save myself it's always based on my um my other thing is like I was really conscious of not wrapping up my identity as a netballer as well because I've seen that with teammates and their whole life would ride on how they would play if they played well then life was great if they played bad their whole life was awful yeah I always saw myself probably to the detriment of my career probably could have been a better player than I was I still had a great career but there were things that I didn't achieve that I Mm -hmm. could have if I was more single focused Mm -hmm. Um, but I always just saw netball as something else that I did so I was like Emily the person netball what I did that I had a clever hand then I was a girlfriend I was a daughter I was all of these things and they meant as much as me to everything else and balance has always been something that I really enjoy and that's where I feel like I'm my happiest and I got told during my career that I should be less balanced and they were probably right if I wanted to be a better netballer but I wanted to enjoy my life and and be happy and I was like I knew that if I was less balanced what would be the point of achieving these external things if I didn't feel fulfilled yes and so it didn't make sense to me yeah but again to other people it would look yeah but that you know those, like those external I, successes as the be all and end all when so. you put it like that it makes perfect sense because yeah. we only get one shot at life and why would you mm. why would you sort of sacrifice other things that make you happy mm. you know for something that I don't know well, then what yeah anyway uh, yeah, it's amazing. So, okay, so then we moved into Clever Hand and yep. Clever Hand was successful. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and it still is, like it's, you're still running it. It's, yep. it was thriving. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of a sudden, and this was when, about when we met, mm-hmm. um, you decided to position yourself as a goals coach mm-hmm. and move into that space. <clears throat> um, how did you do that? Did you just jump in? Was it that same thing of like just getting the idea and not being able to ignore it? Mm. 
Pretty well, yeah. So I've always been someone who is obsessed with self-development. Probably here from setting goals as an 11-year-old. I started reading kind of like self-help books around that age as well, just because I loved the way it made me feel. I loved the messaging and I was like, I just want more of this. Plus, I always had these dreams and I was like, anything that can make me better. Um, and I knew the mental game was something, one that I enjoyed, but I knew that it would give you an edge as well. So I've been reading self-development books forever and it's something that I've always seen other people in that space and thought, oh, I could never do that. But knowing that it's exactly what I wanted to do. Um, so I, I always had that. And then I got to the point where, you know, that nagging, is just there there and when I have like this vision of my life I knew that's what I wanted to be doing and I was like well you have to start to get to where you want to go you actually have to start so I dove into it and I tell you what my imposter syndrome has never been as bad like I felt physically ill when I decided to do that because you know like who am I to do this yeah you're going to be judged um what if like people think you're an idiot like all like and, you know it's all that external stuff and I still get it for sure um but I'm so glad that I took the leap um because yeah. it's such a fulfilling and rewarding thing to do um yeah. but yeah I pretty much just dove in and sometimes as as we were saying before like that feeling and I think it feels right just do it and then kind of work it out later yeah what I do um which I think would be really interesting with conversations you have with other people this is why I love you know podcasts and hearing from different people because there's not one way to be successful or go after what you want you have to know yourself and this is a thing I talk about a lot in my coaching is work with yourself instead of against yourself stop trying to be a clone of someone else and follow their path it's only going to work if you work with your natural inclinations that's the most fun and easy way to do things yeah. um, and you'll have more success and enjoy the journey as well so um yeah that's why I'm so glad you did oh, that I love that it's so true and it's I, I think it's something that I've certainly battled with since mm -hmm. I've started my business is you know like following what other people tell you to you should do mm -hmm. and we've talked about this before yeah. you know in our many philosophical conversations but you know like it and it's and it's it's like it's so important to um to learn from others I think like otherwise you don't know what's possible or you know the mechanics of certain things and whatever but you really do have to just make it work for you and that's something that I've like been able to lean into more since knowing you as well um that it's okay to do that <laughs> you don't have to follow the rules or what somebody is telling you you should or shouldn't do that you know to there's so many other like variables in life as well you have to consider those as well and particularly for me like my family always comes first I'm a mum of four um, I need to work um, and make this work my business work around them and I have to a certain extent but I think even more so this year I'm really leaning into that even more so and making that work for us um, and not sacrificing certain things in order to achieve this <clears throat> so that maybe one day we can have more time and financial freedom. I'm actually working it out now so that, so that we're having that now. So mm. anyway, that's, I digress somewhat, but I just, you yeah, know. That's your values. Like yeah. your values is such a huge part. And having really clear values makes it easier to make decisions. And the thing yeah. I love hearing about that, and as you said, we've had lots of chats about this, mm. but being really conscious about your life as well. We can yeah. just cruise through and think there's a certain way to do things. But if you're consciously making the choice, 
to, of what you're doing, then I think that's absolutely perfect, even if it isn't the way other people do it, even if it's the way society's like, no, you need to hustle and you need to just, you know, squeeze everything out of everything. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, oh, me. Like, for me, one of my big values is, you can probably tell, is fun. Like, I really want to be able to enjoy my life, experience all of it. Um, so that is really high in the way that I live my life. Um, yeah. And connections with people and, and things like that. So, and again, that's what makes people different. That's yeah. Interesting. Um, and I also think, you know, learning from other people and learning all the rules so you know which ones that you do want to break or which ones. Yes. You yes. Well. yes. If you don't know what you don't know, that makes it difficult. But that's why I love learning because it, yeah. you know, actually I'm choosing not to follow that. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I love that. And I think what you you like what you said about values is really important, you know, like really just setting some time aside to think about about your values and and what what you want your life to be and how you want to feel and all that sort of thing. Like it's so important. Mm. And something I think that a lot of people just go through the motions of life and just accept things, oh, this is just how it is, like this is how this particular situation is, or this, you know, like I've got to make money somehow. So I just have mm. to go you know keep going with my nine to five or mm. you know like this is what motherhood's supposed to look like so I guess I've just mm. got to suck it up for the next 18 years and you know like I see that a lot and and I yeah and I think that that's such a huge key takeaway um if you are sort of feeling I don't know like out like things aren't aren't within your control mm. that you like you actually can consciously shift mm the way you know your direction I suppose yeah. and, and, and you said about jumping in head first to you know goals coaching like mm-hmm. even despite all this imposter syndrome stuff like that's just so inspiring like that's that's really scary <laughs> and the thing is like you can always change as well I think people get scared about setting goals or getting clear what their values are you can change them at any time like you're not locked into anything you've got free will yeah. over everything yeah. you decide that you want to start your own business and then you decide and because that's what you crave and you crave freedom and then that ends up shifting and changing that nope I feel like I want more security again then you can change again like yeah it, it doesn't matter like we only get one life like live it how you want to yeah and it is going to change and evolve but that's what makes it exciting like you don't know what is around the court in the best possible way yeah I think it's awesome yeah I love it Okay. Um, all right. So, so how do you, like, you know, you mentioned the imposter syndrome and everybody gets imposter syndrome, mm. like everybody, like, even if you look like, you know, Instagram's a perfect example because it's snippets of highlights and we all sort of see other people and think, oh my gosh, they're just so confident. They've got it all together. Um, but everybody it's like that whole new level new devil like every time you take that next step or leap take that next leap it's just like ah you can't do this what are you thinking like so how do you battle those demons yeah there's a few things so one thing I really know for sure is that my thoughts aren't necessarily true so I don't believe them all so even if like the same ones keep coming up and you're not good enough you're not good enough you can't do that why would you ever be able to do that I can just stop it and say that's not true and then choose a thought that I actually want to believe about myself so I'm very very conscious about what I'm thinking and what I'm telling myself it's easier sometimes (laughs) than, than others 
yeah depending on where your confidence and self-worth is at the other thing I'm really conscious of is who I surround myself with and that's not just physically people but that's what I'm reading what I'm listening to um and people I'm following on social media as well so again if something doesn't make me feel good I'll stop doing it and then surround myself with stories I guess as well of success of people who I can see myself in someone Mm -hmm. who has done it someone who does have a similar background someone who overcame the odds and I'll make that kind of my north star or my guiding light and think that person did it so can I instead of the opposite of that with all these examples I guess of of failure or people that haven't done well or that all the things I'm fearful of I will try and block that out um and then the other thing is just getting um so in terms of like blocking things out it's like also feeling them as well because they will keep coming back so if this imposter syndrome is just through the roof, I'll like journal it out and work out what the real core is. Mm. And then I can get to the crux of it. So if it is, you know, that you're not good enough, then it's, you can actually then have a conversation with yourself to that, that question or that statement and realize that, well, you are like, yeah, you always are. We all are enough and we just need to push back on that. But if you believe everything you think, like your ego is always going to get in the way. It's always finding a way to bring you down, make you feel worse, keep you stuck, keep you small. Um, so I think knowing that in the first instance is really powerful. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I love all of that. Um, <laughs> all of it. Um, okay, so, all right. So, so you are not a magical unicorn. You do not achieve every single goal. Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I know that the netball stuff worked out really well for you. Thanks. Like, you know, like amazing, inspiring, love it. But, you know, like nobody achieves every single goal that they set out to. Um, And, you know, I believe that sometimes that's because there is something else in the future that we don't know about, that's something better in store for us Um, or like, you know, almost like you're being saved from something Mm -hmm. like a certain situation. Like I truly believe in that. Um, But in the moment like it's super deflating like if if you can't see past it like if it's you know it's it's devastating so how do you reset from that like how how do you sort of like you know you get to this brick wall didn't achieve what you set out to for whatever reason you know you don't have hindsight yet how do you reset Mm. um first be really upset about it if you're upset about it feel it um because yeah Mm -hmm. like like what you resist persists it's just going to keep coming back at you so we also like the thing with negative emotion I've always been someone who loves feeling good so I don't love negative emotion but I've realized the power of it um and that's because we don't want to be happy about everything when there's something awful happening and you if you're going to react happy to that that's kind of not what you want like yeah so you can see what purpose it's giving you we don't want to feel great about every single thing that happens in our life because some things that happen are really awful. Um, so yeah, and that, that would be a bit weird, wouldn't it? To it would react be really to weird. happiness to everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there's real, real purpose in um, what that is going to tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, I always just be upset about things. And the reason that I concentrate on that now is because you move through things so much quicker when you actually experience them mm. and you can learn so much more and every hard thing I've been through I've never wanted to go through but it's always led to my most happiest times and liking myself more and the resilience that you get from it it's always ended up being a good experience um so 
always feeling your feelings. Next thing, I'm very big on reflection. And I think that comes from my sporting background as well because we had to reflect on every single game. You know, you do video analysis, all this. You're always looking for ways to get yeah, better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will always reflect on what what can I learn from it? What what did I do? I always look at what I've, how I've contributed to not getting what I want um, and never putting blame on anything else. Always taking full responsibility because that's where the power is. If we say this person did that or mm. you know, this happened to me, while it might be true, it actually, you can't do anything about it. So it's controlling your controllable. So I'll always reflect on what's happened and then I'll set new goals and work out what I want to do and then focus on those. And focus yeah. on what I want, not on what I don't want and then get back on the horse again yeah yeah Feel the feels yeah reflect on yep. what you need to change mm-hmm. and then move forward yeah reset. I love that. Oh, yeah yeah cool. okay that's really helpful um okay so just from this, the audience point of view um if someone who's listening has never been like a conscious goal setter before because I know that for a lot of my life I wasn't mm. really like I, I did like I had goals I had things like particularly when I was younger like <laughs> not quite the same as you but I was 12 when I decided I wanted to be a graphic designer not the same oh. thing as being an Adelaide Thunderbird but that was it like I've no, all my subjects the, pointed to and I went like straight off I went to uni, got my degree. I was itching to get out there into like mm. I cried the first time I saw my work in public. Like I was like, I a and I, like I know it's not the same, but so you know I have you know I've had goals and you know different things in my life. You know, mm. like I've been like, like this is how it must happen. I guess you know like birthing, like all those sorts of things. Mm. Goals mm. with that. Um, but so if someone's sort of just cruising through life so far or you know maybe they're just thinking about starting a business I don't know they've never really been able to do it before is it too late like is it ever too late to start goal setting never never and you get to like as I kind of said before you get to choose what your goals are they can be really big things if you want they can be small but the thing first thing I always get people to do is to dream because I have so many people say I don't know what I want I don't know what I want and I'm always like do you not know what you want or do you just think you can't get it so when we dream it kind of gives us clues about what we do want so you know if I've got someone being a bit cheeky and saying oh I want to win the lottery it's like oh do you great um but you can't actually you know do much about that but that might actually say that financial security is something that is important for you so then you can you know peel back the layers bring it back down and then if you want to focus on your finances or something like that then perhaps that is giving a key for you of what you want so um I always get people to dream work out what they want and then start setting really tangible goals and I love breaking them down into really small parts because starting is generally the hardest part once we start then we can gain momentum and continue on so um, that also really helps if you're a procrastinator which I do love a bit of procrastination um yeah um so making that first step really small where it's a no-brainer to get started mm-hmm. having a really clear and conscious why so bringing purpose to your goals because otherwise you like honestly like why would I get out of bed at 5 30 in in the morning to go to the gym when I can keep sleeping but if yeah see I don't get that one yeah so for me okay so for me I'm like I want to feel my best um whenever I can I feel like I'm an absolute hero if I get out of bed at that time it gives me self-esteem I love the way it makes me feel yeah and then 
and that is all really really important to me yeah and, and, and then yeah when and my alarm goes off that. i'd be an idiot not to get out of bed if i'm going to get all those things from it which yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i'm not always that happy about it but <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah i totally see that you know like having the reasons why mm. To motivate you especially because you know a lot of the steps that are going to take you towards their goals are not all like sexy steps like mm. you know there's some there's some hard work that has to happen and oh, yeah. we're not always motivated are we like no. you know, and you don't want to rely on motivation motivators if you only do things when you're motivated you're not going to be doing things very often anyway will you? Not to be relied upon. actually a really good thing on motivation is everyone thinks that you have motivation first and then you take action but actually it's proven that it happens the other way you take action and then you get more motivated so i think knowing that as well yes yeah and that's why i say starting is the hardest part absolutely just taking yeah. that first step is that like you don't have to know what step four is to take step one like mm. no. you know, let it unfold just oh totally okay cool all right so let's um let's get some I mean you've given so many amazing tips throughout the conversation but just so that it's um all in one place what are your three top tips for goal setting have you got three that you can give us off the top of your head I know that I'm putting you on the spot here I think it's probably what I just said so I'm that <laughs> yeah like no dream first yeah dream, get excited get excited yeah. about your life yeah. Stop putting limitations on yourself and just be like, if I could have anything, what would I do? I love the quote, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Yeah. And just have a bit of a dream because one that makes you feel really, really good, gives you clues about what you want. And then just set a goal, any goal, treat everything as an experiment, see what happens. Yeah. And it's not always about the outcome. It's you focus on the process and then the outcome will kind of take care of itself. So you want to feel good along the way that you're working towards your goal. So dream. Set your goal and create a plan. I find that that really, really helps. If the plan changes, that's fine, but it helps you get there quicker and gives you direction and structure. Mm -hmm. um, but if your plan changes, your goal doesn't have to, but it, it really, um, really does help. And then get very clear on your why. Yeah. Because that will push through the motivation lulls. It'll make it more of a no-brainer to take action. And the, the last little um, thing is just get really um, conscious of your mindset really think about your thoughts and focus on what you want, not on what you don't want and keep bringing yourself back to that. It takes discipline, it takes work, but the more you do it, the easier it'll get. Plus you'll enjoy your life a lot more if you're focusing on the good than the bad all the time. We don't yeah. need to remind ourselves of the bad all the time because it's there. Yeah, there's enough is, of that, isn't there? Yeah, our brain's yeah. seven times more likely to notice a negative than it is a positive. So yeah. we need to remind ourselves probably seven more times to focus on something good. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard that before. And I've also, yeah. And it, I mean, I can keep coming back to parenting, you know, mm -hmm. like I think like, and especially for this audience, a lot of them are mums in business. So, you know, like it's a whole thing with a child. If you say one negative, it's true. Like you say the one negative thing to them, it takes seven to, to balance mm -hmm. that back out again. Um, and that's, you know, I think that that's, we need to be conscious of that for ourselves as well. You know, like we are, we we are our biggest sort of um we can be our biggest influencer ourselves I guess mm -hmm. like in just tweaking the way that we're thinking and 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 those sorts of <laughs> and my kids just like look at me like like I'm crazy sometimes I give them these big mindset chats like yeah. they're nine and six oh, so you know they're like 
I don't get it, mum. I'm like, it's okay. I'll get it. Thinking and you're like, but do you know what though? The other day, like, and they've been doing it a bit more lately. So one of my six-year-olds said something about, um, I'm really bad at drawing. They did a drawing and they said, I'm really bad at drawing giraffes or something. Um, And one of the other girls turned around and said, don't say those types of things about yourself. You know, like you want to be good at drawing giraffes. You have to tell yourself that you're good at drawing giraffes. And I'm oh, like, I love in the that. Going, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's so oh, sweet. So anyway, that was just a little, a little anecdote. That yeah. Anyway, um, awesome. So <laughs> I was a bit off track, but no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> all right. So I just want to say that, like, this has just been an incredible chat, and I, you know, I always love chatting with you, but. Um, I got to ask you some questions today that I've, I guess I can't just like throw into normal coffee conversation. So I'm grateful for that. And I'm sure that, you know, anyone that's listening is, is going to love it. So um, where can we find you? Tell us where we can, yeah. where all the places are that you hang out so that people can come and say hello yeah. um, and support you. Instagram is my main jam. Um, and generally on stories, I'm a bit of a all over the shop with my posting but I'm generally always on stories um and if you ever want to like say g'day and have a chat I would love that um so I'm at mbeaton with an underscore at the end um and I've also got a membership called the goals club where I help women reach their goals and that opens up a couple of times a year um I think I'll be opening again in October so that'll be soon um but yeah find me on Instagram and then we can um chat and say hey and yeah yeah Yeah. and you'll find out everything about um about clever hand as well there and yeah so emily's got clever hand and the goals club and also a bunch of other cool stuff on the way that i know about that you don't (laughs) so go follow her so you'll find everything out oh she's also got this amazing newsletter every friday this incredible beautiful newsletter that's full of things that are only going to help you I don't know help you be a better you know be a better version of yourself and I think like that's it's I'm a passion it's a beautiful thing. I yeah. love it all right bit of fun bit of inspo yeah, yeah. love it all right thanks so much Emily thanks Rach. Bye. if you loved listening to this week's episode pretty pretty please click subscribe so that you don't miss any future podcasts Also, if you have just a minute, please feel free to leave a five-star review wherever you're listening. I'd so appreciate it and it will help spread this message further. Thanks for being here. I'll catch you next week.